Hello, this is the WGN Morning News Podcast. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross McAbee. Each week we talk to one of your favorite WGN Morning News personalities. We ask them personal questions and try to make them squirm a little bit. We dig up the scuttlebutt and dish on the hot goss. Ross, what do you like most about this week's guest? Uh, Brian, uh, we are this week's guests. Oh, that's right. This is the WGN Morning News Podcast Holiday Clip Show. Oh. Why don't we play some festive music? Oh, that's nice. like it a lot. What's funny is we're recording this in early December, and when this goes out to the world, you'll have a new addition to your family, little big baby Maccabee. Are you excited, Ross? Oh, Brian, I sure am. And you know why? No, why? Two words, Brian. Paternity leave. This is the WGM Morning News Podcast Holiday Clip Show. Let's play that festive music again. Ah, that's better. We're doing things a little differently this week. We're going to share some of our favorite podcast moments. Ross, want to start it off? I sure do, Brian. Do you remember Robin's episode? She was kind of tough to rein in. You should leave it in, all four of them. I'm telling you, Brian, it's more interesting. It's more interesting when people with the screw-ups. It's all my screw-up. It's not yours. You're trying to be professional. It's more interesting. Just don't try so hard. One of my favorite podcast moments was when we played some old clips for Robin. Let's play a clip. Let's play a clip. All right, Robin, this segment is called Let's Play a Clip, and this clip gives listeners a taste of what you were up to before you came to WGN. Right now it's 56 at O'Hare, 57 at Midway, and 55 at The Loop. Excuse me. What's wrong, guys? (laughs) (laughs) I just did. I had a phlegm buildup going there, Jim. Sorry. Breathe in, breathe. Thank you. Fellbeller? Yes. There you go. Go Thank ahead. I'll try and breathe and then push your stomach. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Push. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Feel better, Robin? Yes. Thanks, Jim. You try it, Wendy. All breathe, right. breathe, breathe. Now push to your toes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Excuse me. God, that happens pretty easily. One more time, Robin. Breathe in and in and push to your little toes. <laughs> Whoa. No, you again, Wendy. Breathe in and in and push hard. Oh. Now, Robin, one more time. Breathe in and in and push, push, push. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Where did you guys find that? I think we played that clip on the morning show, but that was from your time working at The Loop, correct? It was. So I was, uh, God, I was there for... Five or six years. Anyway, I was mostly on the Jonathan Brammeyer show, mm-hmm. but I'd fill in on the Kevin Matthews show too, and that was Jim Short's iconic sports caster. Boy, it just seems, you know, sometimes you look back at your resume and, you know, Larry could be like, I won this award, I won this award, and mine is a series of fart jokes. and <laughs> Right. So a, a, a training ground for WGN. <laughs> That's exactly a... right. I'm like, oh my gosh. I didn't realize that. That was pretty much my whole radio career was stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that wasn't the real clip. We just wanted the fart joke. So I'm going to play oh, there's one another more one. clip. Okay. Well, if you put your ear to the window, you might be able to hear the sound of swirling propellers. Let's oh, see boy. if we can, uh, let's see if it's working. Robin? Da-da-da-da. Give it a try. Oh, yes. There All she right. is. On the air. What a great view up here. 
I can't believe how great it is. It's so much better. I had no view at all from my closet, and here I am on top of the world this morning. I'm telling you, now I know how the people at Kitty Hawk in uh, 1903 felt watching the Wright brothers take off. This is awe-inspiring. <laughs> Just call me Wilbur. <laughs> so was that your first day in Sky yep. Cam? That was or my first day first, of Sky Cam? That was the first day we had Sky Cam. Wow. Uh, if, I think we might have had Sky Cam before... You know, and then we brought the one in where I could ride in it. So once they had, that was when they had, you know, someone riding in the helicopter. That was huge. It yeah. was a huge trend back there. Like, oh, my God, it seems like a million years ago. Where were you filing your reports before? Like in they, a Back behind uh, the old um, one, it was at Studio... What are we in Studio Three now? We're so Studio stu Two now. It was Studio Three. Studio Three. Uh, there was a little closet, literally a closet, yeah. where I would do the traffic reports right. with a microphone in there. Okay. And so they had like a camera mounted on the right. ceiling. It looked like I was in the witness protection program. Did you have a TV in there? Did you know I what was like going a, on? Yeah, I had a monitor, okay. but it was like you know, it was this little little closet. And yeah. then I'd come out to the set for a lot of the hits, but I I produce the traffic in there and then okay. do some of the because I was doing radio at the same time as I was doing traffic in the beginning. So. So Sarah Jindra now does a great job, but I always think of you of like the queen of traffic. Like we ever lose Sarah Jindra when I'm producing, you jump right in and you're I love on it. it. You're, it's you're in your blood, Raj. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> it's in your blood. What what drew you to like Skycam? I mean, obviously you were starting in traffic, but just being up there, just something new every day. Well, I think, uh, I mean, when I started in radio in the city, I mean, I was right out of college and that was the mm -hmm. only job I could get was driving for shadow traffic. I would drive you know, I was like one of the fleet people that you'd be in the car sitting in traffic before they had sensors under the roadway. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I would call on a CB radio back to shadow traffic and be like, uh, and you try and see it from the other direction. Yeah, the Stevenson's jam from Cicero into Damon. And you see so you drive in traffic for eight hours. Right. You know what I mean? But the big thing was if you were sitting in traffic and you saw an accident and you're on the scene, that's how they, this before they had cell phones. And so they would call, you know, I'd get to have to stand by on my two-way radio, have it and if I got to be on the air, if they said, Robin Baumgarten's on the Stevenson at Cicero where there's a big accident, I'd be like, thanks, Joe. Uh, two lanes are blocked out. By and I would thought that was the greatest thing ever when you get on, you know, after doing it in college. But you're like, oh, my God, I'm on Chicago right. radio. It was huge, you know. So then they just have you fill in and work, you know, editing up in the office. Mm. So it was about six months I was on the road full time to answer your question. Yeah. So you'd be on radio through a CB radio. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's how old I am, Brian. So yeah. were you were you driving and on the radio? Um, they'd say you should pull over and mm. stand by, but you know. You're a rebel. I, I, sometimes, you know, you got to be, you're in the middle of the action. You, you can only do, you can only do what you can do. And so- that's how I got in. And so I started doing traffic on the ones on WMAQ. And then I did like a night shift on the loop with Ed Till and Chuck Kopic, <laughs> doing traffic like once an hour. And then when the spot opened on Brandmeier's show, I got to start doing traffic on his show. That was huge. So, I mean, traffic was never my dream. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know where to get. I mean, I grew up in Chicago, but I didn't know any of the roads really until right. you start you know, sitting into that room. And you've day. never lost it. Now you've now you're you like, see, oh, you I, can't, I know where that's now at. Now it's like, you're like, nope, nope. Where's the delay start? Where's it end? Where do you get off? Where right. do you, you know, you'd say a training ground from yeah. when you're, yeah. So how did you make that transition then from the chopper to the anchor desk? How did that begin? I think they started the, um, they'd have me fill in every now and then. I used to do news and radio. So I, and I, I had a news background and then I'd file reports at like doing traffic uh on the road with robin reports okay. like every sunday and yeah. so um i think when they started the 5 a.m half hour of the show 
they had me do traffic and then they'd have me anchor and Paul was like the co-anchor with me except they wouldn't, they wouldn't let Paul read the read news. news. <laughs> because he can't get through a <laughs> script. is very he hard. He just has a hard time reading. God bless him. God bless him. But it's, so it was just us two doing that for like half an hour and yeah. then I think I went uh, on maternity leave and when I came back, Roseanne had left. Okay. And so... They just, I think they probably are just like, well, let's just have her do it. It's yeah. easy for now. Take we'll try shot. her out. Right. And it just, I got lucky. I got really lucky that they kind of kept me doing that. What was so, Larry's first reaction to he, you uh, well, as an Emerson man well, from Well, you Boston. know he makes jokes like, remember the good old days when Robin was in the helicopter? I think he liked it. I think <laughs> yeah. he liked it better. Right. <laughs> but now he's, I mean, how many years ago was that? Let's see. Yeah. Mary was born and it's been 15 years. No, wait, Mary's. 18, 18 years wow. that we've been uh, anchoring together. Best yeah. 18 years of his life. Yeah. And of yours? And of mine. <laughs> seriously, though, we joke about WGN. Oh, yeah. It is a great place to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's been, it's been 26 years now, I think, but it's there's been all these ebbs and flows. But for the most part, I think the thing that's been constant is the people are great people. The management are good people. And I think just being on this show, the nature of this show, we joke about it, but the fact that they let people be their authentic selves oh, yeah. is it yeah. doesn't happen anywhere. No. You know what I mean? I think people try and recreate it, but they forget mm-hmm. it's not about, let's get this funny person, let's get, it's just anywhere where you watch people just being themselves because you can't, I don't think you can fake who you are. It eventually comes out on the air, you know? Right. And that's all people want to see is authenticity, I think. Right. But And so the management is kind of, let us do that. Thank goodness. And I mean, the fact that we've all been able to stay together this long has really been amazing, I think. So it's unusual that, I mean, because I think we all have our strengths. I mean, I I think my coming from the radio background, I'm used to just kind of, you know, being able to roll with the punches. Maybe that's my strength. Yeah. Larry's is, he's got a, I mean, wonderful, unbelievable new sense. He's a straight man. Mm-hmm. Paul is you know, he's the funniest person you'll ever meet, but he's also the kindest person you'll ever meet. Larry's lovely, too. He's a great person, too. <laughs> Don't mean to say that, yeah, Larry. Right. I love you, too. But um, but he's also has great new sense, too. Right. So I think all of that kicks in for all of us when yeah. it has to. And, I mean, I know Pat joined the party, you know, maybe 10 years after we did, but it, it's been seamless the way he fits into the mix. And we all just genuinely like each other. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's they're, I, they're all great people. And... Seriously, I'd say the same about Dan, Lauren, Morgan, Sarah. I love, these are all people I really enjoy spending time with. And it's, you know, I'm sure I, you go to a lot of places in radio and TV where this is like a leaping off. People just want to be famous. It's just, I want to be on TV. These are people that just really genuinely want to be here, it feels like, and are just genuine people. And I think that comes through. And I don't know how we've lucked out getting great people like yeah. that over the years that just want to enjoy the place and have fun. I mean, I feel really lucky that I've been able to be here for this long, you know? Right. <laughs> that oh. was a fun time. Ross, are you enjoying our festive music for this clip show? Oh, I am, Brian. It's so festive. Hey, Want to share a favorite moment of yours from the podcast? I do. Remember when Larry gave us a bunch of old tape from college? Oh, do I ever. This is Larry Potash at the age of 18, back home in Boston. Good afternoon. I'm Larry Potash, and here's what's happening in sports. 
Wake the kids, call the neighbors. After two consecutive 6-5 to five losses to the Tigers, the Red Sox finally pulled out a win in Tiger Stadium. Is there anything ab about the Denver Nuggets that bothers you? They seem to be a rather unorthodox team, and they really seem to be coming on strong lately. Boy, where, where are you from? I'm from huh? Lynn. I go to Emerson College. Oh, oh, okay. Johnson, could I ask you a question? No, I don't do No question? Okay. Dirk, you seem to do a pretty good number on Michael Jordan. How do you go about doing that? That's all for sports right now. I'm Larry Parrish, and I'll be back in just an hour. So that was a young Larry Potash covering yeah, 18 Celtics. years old. Yeah, yeah, sports. My first question, and I think everybody's wondering, what happened to Larry Potash's Boston accent? Well, I didn't know I had a Boston accent because I had never gone anywhere. And the guy who's on the news, I thought, well, yeah, his voice is deeper, but he's saying the same words I would be saying. And uh, then I went to Emerson College where they make everybody take voice and articulation. Mm -hmm. And I had this old lady who was a legend, and she worked with the Kennedys, and she was a big deal. And um, she said, I want you to say horse and carriage. And I said, hoss and carriage. And she said, no, I want you to say horse and carriage. And I'm thinking, this lady is nuts. It's exactly what I'm saying. And so what she would do is she would exaggerate to make the point. And when she did that, I went, oh, my God, is that what I sound like? And so you, I literally had to learn how to say our words. And I, you feel like a moron walking around, how are you today? You know, <laughs> yeah. and it took a lot of practice. And um, I, I remember coming home once. Uh, I probably was had been in the business a number of years, and there was a, a kid I went to school with who was digging a hole outside my house. And he, hey, hey, Dave, and he says, "Look at you talking all proper." <laughs> <laughs> so I would always tone it down when I went home. Uh, yeah. And of course, with my friends, and we're goofing around. We kind of pull out the voice just because it's funny. Yeah. And it sort of represents the jack loaders that we grew up with. You know, um, and when I, you know, have a couple of drinks or if I get very angry, it's hard to be angry and not have the Boston accent come out. It's just not possible. Right. Uh, but it does take some concentration. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how well versed you are in switching back and forth. That's what always strikes me is you can you can hit that Boston accent whenever you want. Well, to. it's 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 natural. Yeah. Um, and uh, my kids always laugh. And, <laughs> You know, they you know as they've gotten older, they 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 hear it when my mother calls and she, oh, you having a party? Oh, so um, they get a they get a kick out of it. Yeah. In that clip, we heard you you know asking questions of the Celtics. Mm -hmm. What was it like covering the Celtics in the eighties? Like they're on this title run in the eighties. Yeah. Even Larry then, Bird. Yeah. Even then, it was pretty cool. You really couldn't get close to Bird so much, but Robert Parrish, you always looked like a badass like mm -hmm. serious guy like he was so cool with us and had fun with us and would smile and uh, it was it was great that they would take the time to talk to a bunch of college kids and so yeah. that was Casey Jones you're 18 years old and I'm <laughs> he's like well where'd you come from <laughs> but uh to my friend's credit my my journalism partner and teammate on the college basketball team he was really good about calling the Celtics and asking if we could come in. And they said yes. He went on to be an executive producer and for Fox Sports Detroit. So, you know, this is where you start, you know. Yeah, and you could hear yourself, like, getting right in there in between yeah. all the other sports reporters, like, hey, uh, Larry Potash here from Emerson College. Yeah. And then they'd be like, hey, kid, we're not answering, <laughs> answering any questions. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we had no idea what we were doing. Just, you know, you, but you're doing it, right? Right. You're, you're out there 
and you're doing it. You're not just reading it in a book. Right. <laughs> oh, memories, Ross. We've sure had a lot of them on this show. All right. This is the WGN Morning News Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll have more of our holiday clip show coming up. You're listening to the WGN Morning News Podcast. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross Mackby. This is the end of season one of the WGN Morning News Podcast. We're not sure what form this will take in the future, but hey, call us and leave a voicemail and tell us what you're thinking. What's that number, Ross? It's 773-883-3323. That's 773-883-3323. Call now. This is the WGM Morning News Podcast. You're listening to a special holiday clip show edition of the podcast. Ross, we covered our favorite Let's Play a Clip moments, but I had another moment I wanted to share. Oh, uh, can I guess which one it is? You sure can, buddy. I'm going to guess it was that time Paul Conrad told us about seeing Bozo in his underwear. That's exactly right. Let's listen in. We're here with Paul Conrad. Paul, you've been at WGN for nearly 30 years now, and I heard that one time you saw a side of Bozo that many of us have never seen. Yeah, this was a kind of a traumatic experience for me. Like, I grew up in Chicago. I grew up watching Bozo. You know, like, uh, it's Bozo, right? Like, everybody loves and admires Bozo. It's like one of the early on when I was here, I was invited to be on the Bozo show uh, to do some sketch. So uh, Bozo and Rusty the Clown uh, invite me, but th- so in that moment, they're not uh, Bozo and Rusty the Clown. It- it's Robin Urich and Joey Dioria, like the guys who play Bozo. So we're in the hallway and they're like, oh yeah, come on in, we'll get this thing going. So I'm in the dressing room with Robin and Joey and they begin the process of becoming Bozo. And, and like, I'm in, in there and I'm watching Joey in his boxers and T-shirt become Bozo, right? And you don't know at what point do you start now referring to them as Bozo as opposed to Joey. But I'm sitting there thinking this is like out of a dream. I'm in here, Bozo's in his underwear and... Rusty the Clown's here in his underwear and a T-shirt. Like, it's a little bit of an odd situation, right? Like, Did you take your clothes off to join them? That was what made it awkward was because typically if you're in a room where two guys are there in their underwears, you should do the same, right? I didn't didn't know, you know, like when in Rome, Mm. do as the Romans, right? So I did not in that moment, which probably – is what stirs all this awkwardness up inside of me. But when you see like your childhood, you know, friend in his underwear for the first time, it's a little bit of a disturbing thing. And I was probably 30, 31, 32 years old. And uh, that image has stuck with me ever since. So if you close your eyes right now, yeah. can, can you picture it? Oh, I can. Yeah. Harry. Oh. Yeah. Joey had hairy legs. Rusty, i be honest with you, I tried to not. It's an awkward thing. Like you don't want to be staring or try, you're trying to keep eye contact, right? And they're putting their makeup on, looking in the mirror. and um, But it's an unusual thing that I have to believe that not a ton of people have experienced. So would, is this like top five moments here? Or? 
Ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'd say probably top 10. Can we run through the list? Uh, I don't know if I could come up with the list. I'm trying to remember. I saw Skilling in a dress. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I think he had a wig on and maybe some earrings. Um, that was just at a party that I caught him at. Um, and then <laughs> Is that true? That was for TV, wasn't it? <laughs> it was for TV. Yeah. Um, and I've got some other stories that I can't share because they would uh, – they're not my stories to tell. Sure. <laughs> there's some really great ones. Would you list the time you got in Tom Skilling's bathtub as a top moment? Uh, I would say definitely yes. There's, I've got a picture of me in the tub with Skilling sitting on the toilet next to the tub. <laughs> On my Apple TV, it, that picture <laughs> pops up every once in a while. And I'm like, that was a funny moment. That was a funny day. That guy's amazing, right? Like, for all the successes that he has, that he still has a sense of humor about himself. I love it. So you grow up in the Chicago area. Yep. You're watching Bozo. You get a job at WGN. You're going to be on Bozo. Yeah. Which in itself is like, right. that's cool. Were you like, whoa. Yeah. Like the little kid in you is like... There is part of me that, um, frankly, the first time I walked into this place, I'm like, holy crap, this is WGN, the land of Skilling and land of Bozo and the Cubs. Um, like, this is amazing, right? Like, and it is, like, there's part of me that's like, wow, this is really still pretty cool. I also remember the first time walking through the hallways of this place, walking in, because in your mind as a kid, you're thinking, this is like a massive operation that is great. And then you walk in this building, you're like, well, holy crap, what's going on here? This place is a rat hole, like it's a mess. <laughs> uh, but it's how TV's done. So you get here, you're meeting with um, the guys who play Bozo and Rusty the Clown, yeah. and, and you gotta be excited, right? And then you go back into their dressing room and then suddenly- They're in their panties. And uh, it's an awkward situation, but what are you going to do? They're comfortable in their underwear talking with. Are you comfortable if the if we were in a meeting here, professionals, all our coworkers, how comfortable would you be standing around in your underwear and t-shirt? Well, you've been in your underwear in front yeah. of us before. Yeah. And um, I think <laughs> I've been in, in, in my underwear in front of all of you before. Yeah. And I think Ross has been in his underwear yeah. in front. All so, right, so never mind then. Yeah. 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 It's all equal. Is this happening in every office, do you suppose? Mm, I can't I imagine so. I don't know. I was encouraged to take my shirt off on TV, yeah. so I don't think that happens in every office. You don't think so? I don't know. This is a weird place. Yeah. And we do weird things. Right. We really do. It's a great idea, though. Maybe this is something that for Halloween or the Christmas season, uh, like it's a Halloween or Christmas party, everyone comes in their underwear. Break down barriers. Yeah. Or just for the podcast, I think moving forward, yeah. Yeah. we should all just be in our underwear. <laughs> we'll start that with Larry. Yeah. Right. He's comfortable. I've seen him in his underwear. Is that right? Yeah. How does he look? He's great. That guy is built like a brick shit house, man. He just is strong. Yeah. I saw him at this uh, fighting boxing event 20 years ago. He nearly killed the guy. Like, he is this massively big, strong fighter. So, Of all the people you've seen in their skivvies here at WGN, who has impressed you most? Was it Bozo? Uh, either Bozo or Robin. Um <laughs> I'm going to go with Bozo or general manager number two. Uh, oh. Either one of those two. You talk about coming into WGN, being in awe of everyone who's been here before, but do you finally feel like you and the rest of the crew on the morning show are in a place of, like, you're the people. You're the main people. You've made this morning show what it is. 
do you feel like you're in a leadership role or you feel like, hey, I've, I've really done it? I've done something yeah, here? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, every so often I do stop and I think, I wonder if people look at me the way that they looked at these people ahead of me. I never feel like that is it. Like I always feel like we're just making sausage here, right? Like we're just cranking it out. I do feel like I'm still invested in this thing. Like I feel like we've got to keep, and I, I give Larry and Robin credit for this, especially them, because, um, you know, a lot of news operations, if you're an anchor, and I know the industry is changing so much, but you would come in, you read your scripts, the show's over, it's a half hour or an hour long show, and you're done, right? And like Larry and Robin, I find them to be incredibly invested, right, where they'll read a script, and part of it is that they know that in another hour, they're going to have to reread that script, but they're like, let's get this thing fixed, let's make sure we're telling it right, and like they still are engaged. There's a lot of people who've totally disengaged, and I think I've gone through seasons where I've been more engaged or less engaged, but I still think that I'm engaged and still trying to figure out how do we make this thing interesting after all these years? What are some ideas that we can do that um, will connect us with our audience and just keep this thing moving forward? So, But it is funny because when I got hired here, in my mind, literally, I'm thinking, if I can last here three years, this will <laughs> be a success, right? And now I'm here 26 years, and I'm like, what in the world, right? Like, what has happened? It's crazy. You talked about um, sort of that awe that first time you walked in this place. Yeah. Do you still feel that today? Uh, maybe a little bit. I had lunch with the GM yesterday. Great lunch, by the way. Great guy. Uh, and he keeps saying, you know, even for him, he's like, I still have to kind of remind myself, I'm at WGN-TV. Like, this is a big-time station in a big-time city uh, that is winning big time in comparison to so many other operations. So I think there is that part of me that when you walk in when it's dark and you see the WGN lit up and you're kind of like, huh, I'm in Chicago. I'm in my hometown, which is a big deal. And like I do, when we started, this show was number four or number five in the market, right? And I think we just celebrated 15 years as being a number one. And uh, so there, I do have some pride in like, yeah, we've like one management um, had patience with us. They had, you know, it had been easy to cancel this show many times when we were number three or number four. And um, the station has been patient. They haven't interfered. Like I will give them a lot of credit for not interfering with our show. We've put a lot of horrible stuff on the air over the years, but they've always kind of been, yeah, it we'll get there. And now that we're number one, they're even still good about saying, let's just leave them alone. we got other problems elsewhere we'll try to fix. What do you think, um, I mean, I'm not rushing you into retirement, but yeah. you've been here a long time, and I'm yeah. sure that's something you've thought about. Yeah. What do you have left to do here? Ah, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I think for me, what I'm finding more and more is like just this stuff with you guys, and like I've got this great relationship with Morgan Kochmeyer, right, where she's – She's in her 20s, right? Like, I think I am as old as her dad is, right? And so there's part of me that, like, I love advocating for Morgan. I love bouncing stuff. Like, she's so smart, and she knows how to do stuff. But I feel like I can kind of be an advocate for the younger people around here. 
Um, I don't feel like I've got that much to prove or do. But I think what maybe what I enjoy as much as anything is the relationships. Here's the reality. I've been doing the same freaking weather forecast for the last 26 years, Monday through Friday, with the same two people, right? And um, it doesn't jazz me up. So there is this fatigue. The longer you've been doing it, you're kind of like, all right, I've been doing this forever. So you got to find different avenues, different. To me, the relational parts of it are probably why I show up for this job as much as anything. Like I like, I love the people that I work with. I love Robin. I love knowing her world. I love talking about our kids. Same with Larry, same with Pat. Uh, so I've got these great friendships. So it's like, I'm just gonna come and experience it, be with them and then see what we can do to keep it interesting. And I think you downplay the effect you have because on the days that you're not here, we're missing that one liner after a kicker, we're missing that one-liner. Marcus does a story in trending, and it and I, I hear you go, "Ooh!" Right, <laughs> and, I, and I hear you chime in, and I think I think it's just really interesting that we have all these different personalities uh, that bring something to the table. And like you, I, I mean, not to date you, but yeah. I remember watching the morning show thinking. Pat's awesome. It's like watching Sports Center, but on the local channel. Watching you and being like, that guy's hilarious. He always has a one-liner that kills. I love history. Larry's always had yeah. a history. Yeah. You know, a side of you know news that he brought out where you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. And then Robin just kind of holds the whole show together. Yeah. She laughs. You laugh. Yeah. So I think you guys end up downplaying the effect of you as a whole. Right. And the effect that if you're not there, that the show is not the, the puzzle. Show. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting, and I do think that that's also kind of what helps the show like you may think that i'm a complete idiot and you hate every comment that i make but you like i love pat or i love robin i can put up with paul because robin does so much for me which i think helps us out a lot yeah this is the wgm morning news podcast stay tuned we've got a fun surprise coming up next Time now for a special holiday edition of Checking In with Conrad. Hey, Paul. Hello. Hey, Paul. Hello. Time for Checking In with Conrad. Each week I check in with morning show weatherman Paul Conrad. Let's check in with him now. Hey, Paul. Howdy. So, Paul, this is the WGN Morning News Podcast Holiday Clip Show. You've listened to most of the podcast episodes. I'm wondering, is there a moment or two that really shined for you? Uh, You know, I will say the thing that I find the most interesting in every one of these is uh, when they have to answer the question, what happens when you die? To me, that's been like the most fascinating thing. And I've learned things about my coworkers, even for me, as I've thought about how I was going to answer that. Like, to me, that's been like the sparkly fun little thing. I like Dean gave this great illustration about how he's got uh, his family members and he goes, some people like to think they're up in heaven waiting for the next person to come. But he goes, my family members <laughs> didn't get along. So he's like... Just the whole thing is just fascinating. It's I, those are the things that I uh, get amused and uh, curious about. So I would say that. What's on your mind, Paul? All right, here's what's really got me uh, bent out of shape, and I'm glad this is the holiday edition. What the hell's going on with uh, the Christmas carolers? I don't see anybody caroling anymore. There used to be a day and age when, you know, you'd see people knocking on the door. There'd be some guy with a banjo or a fiddle or something, and they'd knock on the door, and they would sing, We Wish You Merry Christmas or Jingle Bells. 
This is an, I'm not, it's, I think it's dead. I don't know that I've not seen one in 10 years around here. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether they were canceled. I don't know whether there was some law that was passed that they can't do this anymore. Or if people just have quit knocking on strangers' doors to sing songs. So I don't know what's going on. But if people can turn this thing around, let's do it right, folks. So if you've got a song in your heart and you're not knocking on strangers' doors at seven o'clock in the evening singing a Christmas carol, you're part of the problem. Well, I will say, you know, they say be the change you want to see in the world. That's right. Do you want to start a carol? I'm too busy right now. I've got a lot of things going on and I've got, yeah, I've got, a, I got some emails I got to respond to. So I'd love to, but I, I don't have time right now. All right. <laughs> All right. This has been Checking In With Conrad. Hey, Paul. Hello. Hey, Paul. Hello. Time for Checking In With Conrad. We'll have more of our holiday clip show coming up. You're listening to the WGN Morning News Podcast. There have been several times during this podcast where voicemails have come in late, and I haven't been able to get people to answer them in time for the release of the podcast. So I decided, hey, let's queue up some old listener voicemails, track down some anchors, and do a special version of our voicemail segment. Let's take a listen now. Hey, Robin. Uh, As a fellow Gardetto lover, I was just wondering, what is your favorite part of the mix? Thanks. We're talking about Gardetto's, the snack that I eat every day at <laughs> 7.30. I like the, um, is it the little burnt brown toasts in there? Those are the best. I, I would take a whole bag of those. The little wafer? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is, that's that's the go-to. This is my message for Dean. I'm just wondering, were you always interested in entertainment? Or were there other paths you were wished to follow? That's my question. Thanks. Yeah, I guess I always have been uh, interested in entertainment. I always followed movies. I always, uh, I went to the movies all the time when I was a kid. Uh, I went to a fair amount of concerts, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've always been interested in this. I had a my own pretend radio station when I was ten years old in the basement of our house, and I would do pretend radio shows. Dean Diamond was my name then. Uh, maybe you've heard of me. And uh, yeah, that's that. And from the <laughs> From there, I pursued uh, my interests, and uh, here I am now. Dean Diamond feels like a porn star. <laughs> I didn't say what kind of show I did, did I? <laughs> Dean Diamond, shining bright. Is that what you would say? I probably. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody being like, oh, I had my own radio show when I was yeah. a child. How many 10-year-olds do you know that had fake radio names? Right. Wow. So you achieved your dreams. I achieved my dreams. Do you remember the first movie you saw as a kid, like the one that sticks out? I don't know if it was, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was the first one, but my earliest recollection was Vincent Price, Pit and the Pendulum. And I remember getting so scared at one point that I screamed out at the top of my lungs and ran out into the lobby. And I sat out in the lobby the rest of the time by myself waiting for my brothers to come out. Did you talk about this on your pretend radio show? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was busy playing the hit, Shining Bright. <laughs> I miss Ross. Can you tell? <laughs> You're doing fine without him. You think so? Yeah. I'm really struggling. I don't think you need him. I think he holds you back, honestly. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think he's holding you back. I'm going to have to tell him to listen to this. Yeah. Hmm. All right. You watch now that he's uh, got a new baby. He's got a new baby son. I see him slowly cutting you out of the picture. 
We text every day. And uh, grooming his son to take over the spot that you currently hold. Oh. Well, that's a long con. I mean, he's got like 22 years before that can... I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. And I'll probably be dead by then, so... It's true. You know? (laughs) Way before then. Right. Hi, this question's for Robin. This is Andy, another South Sider from Oakland. I had a question for Robin. When are we going to see who Mr. X is? Uh, We've been wondering since you met him and now that you're engaged. We really want to see him on TV. Maybe he doesn't want to do that, but I'd really like to see who he is. We have a bet. Uh, between my family and who we think it is. So I want to see who, if anybody's going to win that bet. So thank you. I love the show. I love the podcast. Thanks a lot. Wow. People having bets. You know what? I keep telling him to come on, you know, and I, he's just like, yeah, I'm kind of enjoying my anonymity. So one of these days, I'm sure maybe after we get married, when, you know, when that happens, maybe he'll decide to. I don't know. I don't know. Patton. Paul and Larry wanted him to do a list. Um, I don't know, maybe so at least you'll hear his voice coming up soon. But uh, I'm all about it. I don't know. It's him. Is he ashamed of us? (laughs) He might be. He might be. He might want no association with this whatsoever. I don't blame him. But it could happen soon. You got to settle that bet for those people. I know. I'm going to have to soon. I think after the first, after the, in the new year, for sure. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Uh, I had a question for Anna. I understand her husband is a vinyl digger music fan, and I was just wondering what, if any, bands Anna likes that her husband likes, what do they have in common? Does she go with them to shows? Uh, Just a music nerd here. Uh, Thanks, and appreciate her answer in advance. I think I told you that I have awful taste in music, but I am surrounded by men with great taste in music. I grew up with my brother who got me into Morsey and a bunch of other of those bands. U2. U2 is my favorite band. Um, my husband and my brother loves Pearl Jam. Like I, they made me go to the concert because I brought my brother up from Puerto Rico to see it at Wrigley. And that guy in his 40s, like braced himself when Eddie came out and started swaying. I thought he was going to cry. So I've learned a lot from them, but I, and I, and they make me go to the concerts. So anytime Pearl Jam is at Wrigley, I have to go. And, and I went to see the Foo Fighters too. They made me. Do I go willingly? No, but I, I do it as what you do when you're married. So, but there's nothing that you two enjoy together. I mean, music-wise. Yeah, I, so. I mean, music-wise. I didn't, that wasn't a marital. We've been married for 21. Do you want me to cry now? We've been married for 21 years. This is not a therapy <laughs> session. I did not mean to trigger anything. I meant about music. I'm sorry. Um, He loves uh, certain Latin uh, musicians. He loves Juanes and Carlos Vives. And I love you too. And I'll listen to Pearl Jam. He puts music on and I enjoy it. It's just that I wasn't exposed to it. Um, and it's not, I like music you can dance to. So, because I, I've been a dancer since I was a little girl, but that's my problem. I like pop. I like that kind of stuff. But I appreciate what they're teaching me. Do you have a, um, a preferred form of dance? Uh, I 
well, when I was growing up, they called it jazz dance, but you didn't dance to jazz. You danced to contemporary music. So yeah, contemporary dance, hip hop. Uh, that's that's my workout, pretty much. Could I? Could you like lead me in a session sometime? Maybe Ross could come. It's not for amateurs. Oh. No, it's not for beginners. Mm-mm. There, you I said it. You couldn't like put on the kid I gloves for us? I can take you us? to Zumba. Zumba you can do, but Zumba is not what I do. I do something a little harder, but I may have to stop doing it because I think I screwed up my ankle doing it. So You got to be careful. Yeah, I'm in physical therapy for plantar fasciitis. <laughs> Could you say that again? Plantar fasciitis, <laughs> which every middle-aged woman who wore heels has it and but i think i screwed it up dancing because it's a lot of cardio and jumping and so that may be over and i may have to do zumba which i dominate i am so good at zumba so that sounds like the stars are aligning and me and ross can come by anytime yes yeah uh, zumba i'll i'll let you come are you ready for the next one? yes <laughs> we're having like another podcast <laughs> it's one o'clock what happened <laughs> okay hi i have a question for robin uh, Robin, what do you do to lose weight? Because we've all gained weight during the pandemic, but I watch the news every day. I watch your show every day, and it just seems like you lost all your pandemic pounds overnight. Tell us, how did you do it? We want to know. Isn't that nice to hear? I actually was walking the dog three times a day during the pandemic because I was so bored, but I also, I was kind of doing a part of that like intermittent fasting thing where I just wasn't eating dinner. I just would not, you know, because we get up so early. So I'd eat lunch, you know, basically any time after, I wasn't eating anything after two o'clock until I got up again at like 3.30 in the morning. So just have coffee or maybe I'd have a blow pop, maybe some bubble gum, but uh, maybe a glass of wine on the weekend. And then on weekends I'd have dinner, but that was what I did. A blow pop? What are you, 12 years old? Oh, I love a blow pop. You know, you get gum. It's like if you're hungry, you know, you have a, a blow pop or you have some gum and it uh, curbs your appetite. So after 2 p.m., that was what? That was it. Didn't eat anything after 2 o'clock. Gosh, how do you not get hungry? You know what? It's like you just keep thinking when you're, I'm going to bed at 8 o'clock anyway, so it wasn't that much of a stretch for me. And you do hate dinner. Ugh, I hate making dinner, and now everyone's on their own because they don't expect me to have any part of it, which is great. There you go. This is all coming up Robin here. <laughs> Hey, this is Mike uh, calling for Larry. I understand early in his career, he did some time in my hometown of Evansville, Indiana. Want to know if he had any special memories of his time in that special place. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, thanks. My special memory of working at uh, WFIE 14, the powerhouse of Evansville, Indiana, was uh, getting chicken pox at the age of 24, which is like the closest to death I've ever been. Uh, I got that from covering the Freedom Festival. Um and was imprisoned in my one-bedroom apartment for quite a long time. Did you have to take an oatmeal bath? <laughs> I was in the bathtub a lot. That sucked big time. Like your whole body? Yeah, yeah. Fever. What do you do? You, you sit in the bathtub, and you're in the bathtub as long as you can be in the bathtub, and you just wait for it to end. Just like warm baths? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember whether they were warm or uh, cool. I just remember thinking I've never been this sick in my life. How long did it last? I, I, I want to say I was out of work for a week. Man. Which, you know, that stage of your career, you only get two weeks of vacation. That, that's, a, that's a long time. Uh, but yeah, but other than that, Evansville's great. 
This is my question for Robin. Um, looking at your own feet, does that bother you or just other people's feet? Thanks. Yeah, don't like looking at my own either. Feet are really just disgusting. I have no desire to look at anybody's feet. Thanks for asking. Good question. I was When he asked that question, <laughs> I wondered. I was like... Yeah, I don't like any. None. None. So you, can, you don't even look down? No. I just, you know, cursory glance to make sure everything's where it's supposed to be, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Hi, Anna. My name is Kelly, and I'm from the South Side. I went to school at Mother Macaulay High School, and about 19 years ago, you interviewed me on air because it was my 16th birthday. I'm not quite sure why you were at Macaulay, but um, you were so sweet and you had the gym full of 500 screaming girls singing happy birthday to me and a few other girls. So it was really funny and um, I kind of think about you all the time on my birthday. I'm about to turn 35 on the 16th and I watch the show all the time. I think you're great and thank you for your positive attitude always. Okay, bye-bye. Did you really have to play that one? Because that made me feel really old. But doesn't it bring you joy? It's lovely. It couldn't have been 19 years ago because I've been working at GN for 17 years. It's going to be 18 in this summer. But I remember being a Mother Macaulay with a gym full of girls. And that is true. I don't remember singing happy birthday to her, but it makes me so happy. And this is what, what I, why I love being on WGM Morning News. And for the longest time, it happens to me with Spanish TV too, because I was there for nine years. And just giving people these lovely memories, because I am fortunate enough to cover good news. And, and I'm glad because I try to be as nice as possible and as authentic as possible with everyone I meet. So, but you're telling this woman that... You're wrong. She's really not 35 is what I'm telling her. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. So maybe she's 33. She's younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up, girl. You're turning 33. No, because I uh, I started here in 05. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Do you not know? <sighs> it's been long. Mm. I know it's been 17 years. Okay. Yeah. Hi, this is Mark from Valpo. Robin, what's the hardest you've ever laughed on the morning show? Thanks. Oh, boy. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Um, a lot of moments. Gosh, I'm trying to, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think the times I laugh the hardest is when Larry breaks, because very few things make Larry really belly laugh. And when he starts going and can't stop, <laughs> it just makes me laugh because his laugh is so infectious. So those are probably the ones that get me going the most or doing things that we know are going to make Larry upset or make him laugh always makes me laugh the most. I can think of a good one in the last couple of years where Paul did some goofy magic trick with you guys. Larry totally lost it. <laughs> He's like, this exactly show right. is so stupid. It's the stupidest show. But yeah, just uh, I'd say those are, and there's plenty of times when that has happened and it's always been my biggest laughs. Yeah. Hi, my name is Linda. I'm calling because Dean Richards said that the only person that is listening is Brian's mom. So I figured I would call. Uh, my actual question is for Anna Bellaball because I love your around town segment, but I am wondering, and I have asked Brian, but he has never told me uh, any information on this. If you have like a list going somewhere online, because uh, I always forget where you've been, and I want to go to some of these places. I guess I should write them down, but I don't. Uh, but if you had a list 
somewhere that I could look up online so that I can uh, go to these places with some of my friends. So I'd appreciate uh, you telling me where I can find that. And have a great season. Merry Christmas. And thanks, Brian. Love your segment. Bye-bye. I just want to say thanks for throwing me under the bus, Mom. Immediately. Immediately. Linda. Oh, my gosh. But you have a wonderful son. Briancito is a very special boy. Um, <laughs> also, though, she is right. I have provided her you with no... You don't answer any of her <laughs> questions. Yeah, I bet. I know. I'm a mother of a son as well. Any who's... So, yes, we have... We post our segment online every day. And on that post, our producer... Uh, writes down where we were and the address and the website for that location if it merits it if it's a place that I'm visiting not not the firehouse that I went to yesterday because there's no need for Linda to visit the firehouse maybe yes I don't know um but yes you can go to wgntv.com and go to around town and you will find where we have been daily and that pretty much is your list. We really don't have a master list. Maybe we should weekly, but that's what we do. We post it daily on the web. Maybe 37 years ago, my mom wishes she would have dropped me off at a fire station. Do you know I had that thought for one second? And you were going to say it? I was going to say, maybe if you want to drop Brian off, but I guess, you know, he's too old now. But if you would have put him in a, they would have taken him. They were a nice family from Humboldt Park would have raised him. Their, their ginger son. Again, it's the beard is what's red. It, uh, Whatever, Brian. The hair up top is. Not. I think it's because the beard is red. Then we all assume your hair is red. Oh, open your eyes. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know. <laughs> but thank you, Linda. My favorite part of your episode of the podcast is when you did the getting pulled over sound effect. <laughs> because you all give Robin a lot of credit for her animal sounds. But I have all sorts of sounds, too. What other sounds do you have? Well, I do the dolphin, <laughs> which we can also, I, we, I call it the mermaid. I also do... Sounds like a dying Birds. <laughs> well, you're kind of getting into Robin's territory here. These are yes, all animals. But I do cars. Click, click, click. Sometimes when I'm driving, because I'm a fan of F1 and I'm taking a curve, I go like that. Okay, that's fun. And if you ask Swery Mary, the artist formerly known as Swery Mary, and Natalie, I express myself with sounds a lot. So I'd be like, you know, you're going to start here and then you're going to dial beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, beep. I do that a lot. Are there any other good sounds that you have in your arsenal? Because this is fun. Um, Let me think. Uh... Well, it goes back to being Puerto Rican. We are, we are very musical people. So when we give you, when we're telling you a story, we'll say like, you know, and the person, the car went into the river, chukupla, chukupla, and then ended up on the other side. And then you make a right. You put your signal on, tick, 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 like that. Like I've told my husband, I'm leaving you this steak for you to make it. It's just on the pan. He knows what I'm saying. Thank you. 
Thank you, Anna. This is our uh, special holiday episode of the podcast. Do you have any well wishes for our listeners? Oh, my goodness. I wish everybody a healthy and happy new year and a wonderful 2023. That uh, it's a lot better than 2022 because we can only hope that things improve. And just thanking everybody for being so loving and welcoming with me and with WGM Morning News. Feliz Navidad y Prospero Año Nuevo. Do you know what that means? Say it one more time. Feliz Navidad mm -hmm. y Prospero Año Nuevo. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah. I just wish everybody <laughs> to get have a wonderful have a wonderful holiday. What are you really going to say? I was going to say just get back to normal. Oh, what do you mean? Take all those lights down and get back to normal. Oh, you're being a Scrooge McDuck. No. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday. Okay. Especially you. Thanks, Dean. Yeah. Well, I wish everybody uh, happy holidays, and I hope we can bring a little bit of joy into their life throughout the year. Oh, yeah. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. It's... Um God, it's just a great time of year. You know, I know we complain about WGN and the morning show, but really, no better place to work. No people I'd rather work with. And uh, I guess I'll include you in the mix, Brian. You're you're pretty decent, too. I really wasn't <laughs> expecting to be the target of an attack here with you, Robin. Jeez. You guys do a great job, and thanks for, thanks for putting this podcast together for us. It's great, because Lord knows we're too lazy to do it, Brian, and you're doing a great bang-up job. Thanks. Thanks for being a part of it. Sure. Thank you, Robin. That's a wrap on season one of the WGN Morning News podcast. Will there be a season two? Tune in next year to find out. We're hoping we'll bring you more from your favorite WGN Morning News personalities. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross McBee. Three, two, one. And, and good, good morning, morning Chicago. Chicago. Or whenever you're listening to this. Happy holidays. We love you. WGN Morning News Podcast. Why is everyone in a robe? <laughs> what is going on? I'm going to lunch. We're going to go to uh, Fogo de Chow and just uh, have. I'm like. <laughs> and then it goes, wait. My darling, I hunger for your touch. What's your bra size? Quit. <laughs> 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 Oof, I know. I'm sorry, officer. Time to check and we're coming back. Hey, Dean. Your donuts blow. The, my donuts? Yeah. As far as my underwear goes, um, extra small. Can I borrow $5,000? Absolutely not, Brian. You never lend money to family or friends. Are we friends? Hey, guys. Larry Potash here. Listen to the full episode of WGM Morning News Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. I love you. You've made a collect call to the Cook County Jail. Do you accept the charges?
Yes. Oh, hey, Brian. How's it going? Wait, are you are you in jail? Uh, no. We haven't talked on the phone since Amanda had the baby, so run us through the stats real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, well, first off, name, Henry John Maccabee. Uh, 10 pounds, 3 ounces. He came out walking, pretty much. Um, <laughs> 22 and a half inches uh, long. 38 and a half, uh, I, I think, centimeters was like the head circumference, which the woman, like, she measured it twice. And I was like, is everything all right? And she's like, I don't know. We don't normally get 38. We get like 33, but oh. uh, 38. So I don't know. That's a big head. He's a big boy. Yeah, big boy, but still very small. He is a baby. Yes, exactly. He's still a baby. Yeah, despite having a mustache and talking, he's still a baby. How's paternity leave? <laughs> uh, it's great, Brian. It's great. There's really no routine. Uh, you know, you wake up. It's a lot of, uh, you know, eating, pooping, changing diapers. And then, and then there's the baby. Him. And then for Henry. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that was the one joke I had prepared. Uh, after that, I got nothing. Sorry, I stole um, your thunder, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's it's awesome. That I get all this time to spend with him, but it's like you think you have free time, and then all of a sudden it's like 8 p.m., and you're like, what happened? And then you're like, yeah, you're back changing a diaper, putting the baby to bed, and, you know, Amanda's doing all the heavy lifting. I'm just facilitating. I'm just walking around carrying a baby, handing her the baby, getting other things for the baby. So our listeners will recall that uh, Paul Conrad told you during the baby shower that we threw for you to use your no right. now i'm wondering have you had a chance to use your no i've never i don't think i've exercised my no yet um at least to my wife maybe to other people wanting to come over to my house all the time yeah uh but that's about the only time well do you have anything else to share about henry or um he's awesome He's probably going to be taller than me. He sleeps like four hours, three, four hours at a time. So wow. I can't complain. So he's not like, he doesn't cry a lot or anything? No, not really. No. I mean, he cries like basically, hey, I poop my pants. Hey, I, I want to eat. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Like him ripping farts like nonstop. <laughs> It's just like you like put him in a new position. Like he's like scrunched up or whatever, you know, and then you like lay him out or like. You know, you're holding him like sideways, and then he's just like, because he's just like, oh, and you can see the release. It's like, good lord! <laughs> I just never knew that. I guess I never knew that about infants. They make so much noise. It's insane the amount of noises he makes. They're, it's crazy. He just really takes you in, Brian. I mean, when you meet him, he'll just he looks deep into your soul, and he'll tell you a lot about yourself just looking at you. So, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> oh, you're ready ready well hey happy holidays and happy new year to you and yours thank you brian and uh henry says hi and uh he can't wait to meet his uncle brian so oh amanda and the babe just came down the steps Ooh. she's staring at me all so. right well you better go then. <laughs> love right. you dude hey i love you too man take care have a good new year all right very well you too bye-bye bye